I easily lost track of time in the boat shed, where minutes and hours hung in the air like fine sawdust, and so I couldn't say for sure how long I had been running my sander when I noticed the intruder. At a glimpse, I thought it was my hired guy. On a double-take, the skirt was definitely not his style. I doubt I would have noticed her at all, except she planted herself right in that place where the sun shot through that hole in the roof, which wouldn't get fixed for a month. No one had seen the sun for two weeks. But in that moment, it split the clouds, thrust a beam through that narrow fissure, and reflected off every hovering dust particle surrounding her. Filaments of wild curls circled her head like a halo. Even her skirt radiated. I hate to sound like a spiritualist, or worse yet, a romantic, but at first glance she seemed like an apparition. If not for her quirky suitcase the size of a tackle box, I might have dropped to my knees. She stood unperturbed, as if she had been watching me for minutes, studying me without concern over whether I would be so kind as to shut off the disc sander and acknowledge her. She wasn't local. I would have recognized most anyone from around here, and tourists wouldn't be showing up at our family's bed and breakfast for another month. It occurred to me that she could have been Mother's new girl, although we had talked about it after the last one left and agreed that this spring I would have at least some input in the hiring process. Perhaps Mother had made another one of her unilateral decisions and failed to mention it. Or maybe she did say something and I tuned her out the way I often did when she began wringing her hands. I didn't think I was straight-out rude to the girl, but I hated interruptions, and so I might have come across as impatient. "'Are you looking for the bed and breakfast?' I shouted, as though my equipment were still running. She stepped forward in the shadows. I found it, but no one's around. I remembered something about Mother taking Buck, my grandfather, to town. My eyes must have looked like they were rolling right out of their sockets when I responded, Why don't you go wait on the front steps? Someone will be back soon. In spite of my abruptness, she smiled and walked away. I pulled the respirator back over my face and continued scarfing the frame repair but I did watch as she walked from the shadows out into the haze of the boatyard. I had never seen a girl carry herself with such nonchalant femininity. Just the same, I wasted no time, immersing myself in lists and deadlines. I would settle the hired help issue with Mother later. Within minutes, I had nearly forgotten about her altogether. I figured that if she stayed on, she would be no different from all of Mother's other girls. I worked without a break right on through lunchtime, the way I always did once I was into a project, but even more so since my regular guy, Mitch, was recovering from rotator cuff surgery. When I quit, and only at the insistence of hunger pains, I shook sawdust from my flannel shirt as I stepped into daylight. Mother hadn't returned with a car. Buck's appointment at the clinic must have involved an unusually long wait. There, on the front stoop of our stately old colonial, the girl perched an open book on her knees. Oh, great. Then it occurred to me that she had been sitting under the scant cover of the porch during intermittent downpours for at least several hours. I couldn't ignore her and veered toward the stoop. As I plodded through furrows of mud, she glanced at me and smiled, as if only minutes had passed, not hours. I brushed sawdust from my thinning hair, 
forcing something like a smile. She stuffed her book into a duffel bag beside her little suitcase and stood. My reaction to her outfit probably came across as a smirk, but honestly, she looked like an orphan in her full, just-below-the-knee denim skirt and fisherman sweater that could have fit me. The anklet socks and muddied white sneakers with mismatched laces didn't help. Not that I qualified as any kind of fashion critic, but she was about as poorly put together as the crew I had seen climb out of the day-trip van from the county institution. When I closed in enough to get a good look at her through all that wild hair, I didn't notice her outfit so much. Still, a pretty face was little compensation for slowing me down. I shoved my hands in my jeans' pockets. I'm sorry, I really thought my mother would be back sooner. I'm surprised she didn't mention you were coming. I'm unexpected.